Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here with Digital Dealership Solutions. Thanks for joining me in another episode of Coffee with Jason. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Andrew Kulikowski. Andrew, hey. thank you. I got it. See, look at that. Woo <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate the opportunity to be on, man. Hey, for everyone that's listening and watching right now and don't know who is this Andrew guy um, yeah. and, you know, can you give us kind of that two minute origin story that is Andrew Kulikowski? <laughs> 100% Jason. So I'm car guy turned real estate agent. I uh, went to school at Georgian College. Everybody knows the Canadian Automotive mm -hmm. Institute there up in Barrie. So born and raised a car guy. My, my grandparents and father were in the car business for pretty much their whole life. So it was kind of in my blood. Uh, always loved the business, went to Georgian, graduated, worked uh, various uh, avenues in the automotive industry from marketing to sales uh, to some finance. And then essentially uh, two and a half years ago, uh, pulled the chute on the car business and went full steam ahead as a real estate agent in, uh, in the Niagara area here as a real estate agent. And what a pretty area to be working in the uh, real estate area. Love it, man. It's great. Great part of the country. And what a great time to be in real estate too, right? Yes, yes. Things are, things are good. The buzz in, you know, in Canada, I mean, as a whole, I mean, it's, there's a lot of talk about real estate, as you can see. Well, you know what? The funny thing is real estate, it's just as cutthroat as the automotive industry. Like I think of the real estate industry here in Canada, it's been so similar to the automotive industry. It's like, you know, it's something that's very unique that exists here that doesn't exist elsewhere is the sheer proximity of these dealerships are to each other, right? I mean, you, yeah. you were working... What, was a Mazda dealership? No. Uh, various. I've been Acura. My last stint was a sales manager at a, a Toyota Lexus store. Toyota Lexus store. Well, there's a perfect example, right? I mean, yeah. look, a Toyota store, I, I could visit 16 Toyota dealerships in a yeah. four, five minute drive. I mean, insane. That, that's insane, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I kind of think of kind of real estate agents as the same. It's just like, there are yeah. so many real estate agents. I mean, there are a lot. Uh, there was just this huge influx of people getting into the business in the last, you know, five to seven years. And unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of people that probably shouldn't be in the business, you know? <laughs> I can agree. I can agree with you 100%, Jason. But I think what it comes down to is like, how do we differentiate ourselves? Differentiate yeah. ourselves. I have a tendency of making up words, by the way, as I go along. Um, <laughs> as long as it sounds good. <laughs> as long as it sounds good, I'm good with it. But no, it's like, it's equally as important to differentiate yourself as yeah. a real estate professional as an automotive professional. Um, yeah. I think real estate um, salespeople in general have embraced more of that personal part than yeah. our counterparts in the automotive industry. I'm kind of curious how you've, how you've done that for yourself. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. So big thing for me when I worked in the car business as a sales professional was um, really my knowledge. My knowledge is really what mm -hmm. took me to uh, a level where, you know, if, if I'm going to be, because again, it's saturated with salespeople. So when somebody comes into the store, it was like, okay, how am I going to differentiate myself? And I really just, you know, I'm a knowledgeable car guy and, you know, I could think on my feet. So the big thing was, of course, I've always got that knowledge nugget in the back of my head where I need to, if someone's, you know, if someone's interested, how am I going to take it to the next level and really kind of wow them? Um, but that being said too, thinking on your feet, I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't one dimensional. Um, you know, I was able to think on my feet. So, if, you know, uh, an old, you know, 85 year old lady came into the store, uh, it, you know, she didn't care about the, you know, engine displacement and whatnot. It was really just, it was the seating and the convenience. So it was really being able to think on your feet. Um, so I really took that, um, I took that 
that kind of that tidbit. And I, when I, when I transferred my skill set into real estate, um, I do the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. But really my, my, my niche when I started in real estate was um, I need to be the stats, the numbers guy, the guy that's going to provide some value to people and be a guy that like, he kind of knows what yeah. he's talking about. That yeah. was really the only angle I had, Jason, because I didn't have any experience. So it was like, okay, you know, how can I, how can I say I'm the best real estate agent going? And I can't. So it was really like, okay, how am I going to provide that initial value? And it was really taking stats and, and building on that and putting that out in social to show people that, wow, this guy, you know, he seems like a smart guy. Well, I should work with your this committed. guy. Right. You're, you're showing that you're committed to your craft. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think about it. I mean, look at this. We were kind of talking about Toyota. Right. So let's say there's 16 Toyota dealerships in a 45 minute drive. Um, you know, there's I don't know, maybe 10 to 20. So, I mean, look, I got, you know, maybe a couple hundred salespeople I can choose from. Yeah. Right. How many real estate people are signed up on your local board? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, know? no, great, great question. 1,573 signed <laughs> to my local board in Niagara alone. Uh, and I mean, there's obviously, there could be another 250 that are not signed to the local board. Toronto is something like, I think the last time I read was like 52,000 or that's something. That's right. I, I heard like, it was over 50,000. I'm like, yeah. that, that, that's insane. I mean, there's, insane. So, so if I'm in, I'm in your area, okay, yeah. and I'm looking to purchase a house, I could potentially make that purchase or that transaction from over 1,500 people, yeah. and if I'm in Toronto, even crazier, over 50,000 people I can make that purchase yeah. with um, or sell, right? Uh, it's just like, ah, yeah, it's so insanely important to, yeah. you know, bring that value to the customer and in literally in seconds, yeah. I mean, identify why they should do business with you. I mean, look, we, are, um, we, live, we live in a society of people that swipe right and read yeah. nothing but headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So it's like, how do we express that value? Say, no, I'm the guy. There's 1500s, but I'm the person that you should be doing this with. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Again. So, so the big thing for me was uh, really working my sphere of influence first, because again, you know, that's the number one thing you got to work your sphere of influence. So, you know, that was the first thing is fill my database with my sphere of influence, whether it be, you know, people from the car business, uh, ex colleagues, friends and family. So build my database and focus 100% really on that. Uh, my goal was to you know, get my first transaction and then from there, take that first transaction and use that to my benefit and leverage it on social. So I could attract new people and new people could see that, hey, you know what? This guy's doing something, right? But use that first connection to prove that, listen, I can, I can do it and I'll milk it to, to, to the very bottom last drip, Jason. Like I mean, advertise <laughs> the sold and I, and I pump it up across all social platforms. Uh, you know, anything I can, any angle I can, it's going out. And well, it, I that, really that just, creates awareness, right? So yeah. I think I think what it is, is a lot of people have to realize is that when we're creating attention, we're putting, you know, our our social content out there is that, you know, we want to create awareness around what we do, but we yeah. have to take that awareness and develop out interest. Now, yeah. how, how do we do this in the car business? Well, it, it was all an exchange of value, right? Like yeah. we had to create the perception all right, of value in that product or that service. And in this case, it's the perception of doing business with you as a person, right? So exactly. now you have this whole sphere of people um, aware of what you do, mm-hmm. right? Now, how do you take it to that next level? How do you take that awareness and turn it into legitimate interests through perceived value? Why, you know, 
what are the reasons that I should do business with you versus the other 1,500 uh, agents out there? Yeah, no, great question. So basically what happened is, you know, on my second transaction, third transaction, I would, I, my goal was to really build an online testimonial for myself. That was the number one thing. And I did it in the car business. You know, one of the first things, and I hate to go off course for just a second, but one of the things I did as a sales manager in sales meetings is we wanted to be, you know, have the best Google testimonial, uh, you know, platform online. So when somebody Googled us or we had the most Google reviews, we had the most positive reviews, we interacted with everybody who, you know, gave us a review and we harp on it. And so my first thing was, was, you know, as I start to do these transactions, I need to have a, a plan in place to build my Google business profile with these amazing testimonials so I can show value to people when they are searching for me and I could, I could advertise it. And I, you know, when I give a buyer or seller my advertising package, Hey, these are actual people that dealt with me and they love me. And they're, you know, because I work hard and, and really, so I think hard work really um, is the key for me, Jason. I, 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 I preach, I do what I preach and, and I, and I, I really put that out there and that's the real deal. So really hard work for me, is, is my number one thing and I put it out there and I deliver. No, look, and, and I think that's a, a, that's a fair value proposition, right? It is, it, it, there's nothing wrong. I say it all the time. Like, you know, J, people ask me, Jason, why, why should I work with your marketing agency than someone else's? And I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of those reasons is I will outwork every single one of my competition. Yeah. I'm just that confident. I will. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, yes. but it's one thing for us to say, you said something earlier um, that I thought was really important. It, it's not enough just to say it. We have to actually show it. So how are you showing it? You, you said something about this package. I want to know what it is. Yeah. So I have a buyer seller package that I put together. Um, and every time I meet uh, a client, whether they're an actual client or they're a potential client, um, they have a package that has a really professional guide in there that gives us some information of who I am. That's the start of it. And then basically a roadmap of the process from start to finish of, you know, how I go about doing it. Um, you know, again, from a selling or a buying perspective, I yep. also put in a Google review rate review kind of sheet that really just highlights actual photos of me with clients and soul signs and selfies, you know, with a five-star Google logo and, you know, creating raving fans. And just so people can see I'm real. These are real people. This is, this is legit. Um, so I always add that in there as well. Of course, your contact information um, and some recent solds as well that I've done. So it's really just a package, a takeaway package that can say, you know what? I've put some money, some thought into this. It's a takeaway. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're going to go home, sit on their coffee table or on their dinner table, and they're going to look through it. And, you know, I'm always, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be sitting on their counter. You know what I mean? I, I think that's I think that's awesome. Now you know me. I'm gonna push you to actually turn that into a video instead of an actual uh, uh, physical piece of paper because I'm pretty confident. I, I have a theory that no one actually reads. Um, now I say that, and there's always a comment down below. I, there are still people that will read. I get it. All right, but as a sure. general society, all right, yeah. we just love reading headlines. That's it. Yeah. Like I mean, just, yeah. I'll read the headline and then I'm done and I move on with it. You know, um, yeah. but but you're still hitting the mark as far as like, I can't just tell somebody that I work hard. I can't just tell somebody that I'm committed to them. You know, it's like, I have to show them that. And I find that there are three reasons. There are three core things why someone will ultimately choose you, right? It, it's, it's the product that you have. 
Okay. Now yeah. I like because you're including that. You're including some of the houses that you've sold or some of the houses that you're working on. So the products sure. there. All right. Yeah. The person, which is you as the individual, you're including the information about you as an individual, kind of what your background is, how you kind of got started, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what I call, and I think probably one of the most important ones is the operational experience. Yeah. All right. What can I expect as a consumer that my experience is going to be with you as a salesperson? You know, it, the, those are those combination of three things are the reason why someone will ultimately do business for you. Ironically, they're actually the same three reasons why someone won't do business with you. Um, <laughs> True. True. So, so you're communicating, you're communicating these three important you know, pieces of information through this package, which I think is awesome. Um, now that's when someone is aware and they're becoming more interest. Let's talk more about, I'm gonna go, we'll go back up to the awareness side. How yeah. are you actively making people, because I understand you started with your, your closest fear of people. Yeah. But yeah. now, so what is the outward or outbound efforts to make more people aware of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so what I've done is, you know, obviously when you first get started, your marketing budget is not gonna be as big as, you know, it's not. Yeah. Now the reality of it is <laughs> it's 2019. It's, it's very small. 2019 was a great year for me, a lot of hard work and uh, the outcome was great. So I was able to really re-inject a lot of money back into my marketing. So my plan to take it to the next level and what I've started to do is I've created a lot of video, uh, marketing video content with cool. my client and it's more of a story-based um, video. It runs typically about two minutes and it's not your generic testimonial where you've got your client sitting in front of you and they're saying how great I am. My goal was not to be like everybody else and have them talk about how great Andrew was because I, I don't, I, I want it to be authentic. So what I've done is I- well, And, and the value of, of someone consuming that, the value is not for them. The value is for you consuming it, right? Yeah. You know, and I think that, and I, I know I interrupt you there for a second, but because I, I really want to drive that home for the automotive people that are listening right now is that we do, we do create this content, you know, mm -hmm. but the problem is that we're putting out this content out there and it's for our benefit, not yes. for the consumer's benefit. And then we wonder right. why they're not engaging with it. So That's I apologize. Right. Please, please yes. continue. <laughs> That's okay. So I've partnered with a videographer this past year and uh, we've, he's more of a, um, a creator. Uh, and my goal was to get someone that was more of a creator who creates short film rather than have your typical, you know, drone video person. There's nothing wrong with that. We still sure. do that for our property tours, but sometimes the creative side isn't always there. So my goal the story is not there. The story, exactly. No. So my goal was to create a story around my client's story. And everybody loves hearing about someone's story. So what I did is, you know, I, I, I got together with my clients and I said, anyone that's, you know, I would reach out to them and I would, I would ask them, are you guys comfortable doing, you know, telling your story and why, you know, why you bought and why, you know, why ultimately this is the end outcome and why you choose me. And, but really I want to make it about your story. So let's make it fun. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we started the series. I started back in September of 19 and uh, I've been releasing a video every month and they're all a little bit different. We've got the story of a first time home buyer. We've got the story of an older couple. We've got the story of an investor. Um, I think that's the one I saw. Uh, you may have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. With a dog. Yes. In that's the video. It. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, they're really cool stories and uh, I've used that. I've leveraged that to put that out in social to really just, create awareness and that I'm doing something different and I'm being creative. So how's the engagement going? Because I find that there are videos, look, we put video content out there and um, sometimes it's for the purpose of education and entertainment. Yes. You know, 
and you know, you choose kind of one or the other, which way you want to go, but then you ultimately decide, do you want it just for consumption or for engagement? Yeah. And I find what ends up happening is that people will put together great video content like you just described. And I've watched one for sure. We will definitely make sure we post a link here for one of awesome. these as well. Um, yep. Cause I want people to watch it and kind of get a feel for that. Now I'm curious though, was your goal and objective though, uh, consumption or mm -hmm. engagement? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely, my goal is a little bit of both to help brand myself, my name, help brand me, uh, create awareness. But, but still at the same sense, um, you know, generate maybe that if someone sees it and they're maybe on the fence and if they're looking at that video and they're thinking of relocating, mm -hmm. could I be the guy that they maybe call now that they can see that I can do it, you know, yep. and I can, I can be really good at it. And, and this is the end outcome of someone that just went through that. So it was really, it, it was a little bit of both, Jason. That's, that's really cool. And yeah everyone buys into a story before they buy into a product. Now in this case, you know, before anything else happens, you are the product. Yeah. You, the salesperson, you're the product, you know, until they find the home or something like that. So then it kind of transitions, but right now you're the product here. Exactly. You're what I'm buying into. Is this person going to be able to provide me the service that I'm looking for? Are they going to give me the experience I'm looking for? Are they going to, you know, are they going to work as hard as they say they're going to? And now you actually get to document and show that I'm curious. Um, and I love the kind of the document, Kind of style to it mm -hmm. all right um how would you come up with it like how'd you start uh it's crazy man i'm I, i'm obsessed with learning um about my industry and i always want i'm on my wheels are always spinning and how, how can i try to take it to the next level or what can i do different that mm -hmm. you know uh, agent a is doing you know what i mean and i watch the big guns that are worldwide and i look at the local guys and you know, what can I, I become obsessed. I'm, I'm literally obsessed with it, Jason. So <laughs> I'm constantly thinking, and my thing is if it's not going to be good enough to put out, if I don't like it, I'm not just going to put it out there. That's kind of my thing. Um, so yeah, it took me a few months to kind of think about it, look at other agents, testimonial videos, but really go, I don't want it to be about me. I'm not a big spotlight guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not my face on a billboard guy. Um, that's just me. That's my niche. That's my style. So it's like, how can I do it? And, and really the idea popped in my head. I met with my creator and I said, Hey, what do you think? And he's like, I, you know, creating a small story, that's his strength. And that's kind of just where we roll with it. So I got some new ideas coming out. I'm working on one now. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, you'll see it soon. Yep. Um, but yeah, just, I'm constantly thinking about different ideas, Jason, really. Now, of course I would push you to take that long piece and then cut it up into tidbits multiply that by some chunks. You have some, there were some one-liners. I remember there was a one-liner in there <clears throat> that I thought was really funny, the single image post. Like yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, this is a cool piece. This could, I can turn this into 20 pieces of content though. Um, yeah, no, great. You know what? Good point, Jason. I'd push you for that, right? And I think that's why yeah. everyone, like when people out there are thinking about making content, I actually think that's a good strategy to start with is start with a long form, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that long form is, it's, if it's two to five minutes or if it's, uh, 15 to 55 minutes, you know, just start, start with the long form, you know, sure. and then it's easy to kind of break it down from there. But I think the, probably the most important part of creating content uh, to generate awareness about yourself is to create that content for the audience, not yes. for you. I mean, like, what did we do just before we got on this podcast? We yeah, talked yeah. about, we talked about who's listening, yeah. um, what kind of position they're in, you know, and you know, it's like we crafted kind of our conversation so far up to this point about, about them. I mean, what, Absolutely. what we talk about today that will bring those people, you know, value. 
Absolutely, dude. I couldn't agree more. And, and that's the thing, provide value. We get caught up, especially as, as agents, you know, we get caught up in the whole, you know, we want to see our faces on billboards. We want to constantly <laughs> hear ourselves. <laughs> It's, it, it's the truth that I'm not saying it doesn't work for some people. I'm not, you know, any form of, of, of engagement I feel is good. If it works for somebody, then great. But um, I, I feel there's, there's almost too much of, you know, we get caught up in that and, you know, you want to see your face, you want to hear your voice. Yeah. But again, we got to make it, we got to remember, we got to make it about the client, the customer. We got to make it about them because without them, we're nothing. Yeah. It's that little thing called ego, right? Yeah. Ego. That's... <laughs> That's the word. That's the word. It's a, it's a I, little thing that gets, that gets put out in a big world. And, you know, it's like, man. and I, I live in Milton and there's this one agent and it drives me nuts because I actually want to reach out to him because like, I, I want to talk to him, right? He's, his face is plastered on every single bus in town. And it's literally just his face and then his contact information. And I'm like, well, hey, a couple things. This bus flies by me so fast. I don't know how I would ever actually be able yeah. to write down his contact information. But I'm like, what value? You have this attention, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with the medium. I'm sure that the cost is outrageous, right? It's crazy. Um, but, but regardless, it's still attention. You know, it's sure. like I drive by, I see it, there's attention. But, you know, it's like I'm consuming it and I, I consume, we consume content. It, our whole society consumes content for one of two reasons, right? That's for education, or entertainment. Yeah. And I'm looking at this piece of creative and I'm looking that it is, it's content. All right. Mm -hmm. But there's no value, none. I mean, I was like, this guy could have at least put his face on the bus and then put a joke so that when I saw it, I laughed. (laughs) And then at least that laughter would have brought me some value in the sense that I smiled and I giggled for a for a few seconds, right? Sure, I agree, yeah. But it's like, so it's like, how do you balance out, you know, your content um, to ensure that there is a good mix of both education and entertainment? Yeah, it's a struggle. I mean, it, it's definitely, a, uh, that's, that's a challenge. I mean, I get anxiety if I don't post anything for 48 hours. I mean, and you're absolutely amazing at it. I, I do it how. for about, I do it in 30 uh, minutes. I'm like, I'm I, looking good. <laughs> I give you credit. I, I don't know how you do it so fast, but it's great, you know, and this year, my, one of my initiatives and one of my goals, Jason, was to make it a point to be consistent with it. Uh, consistency, consistency. So I've, I've streamlined some things with some autopilot uh, things with my CRMs and I've been able to, uh, you know, I've been able to, again, inject a little bit more money into, into those things because I know the importance of it. Uh, but it's a struggle. It's, it's you know, you, you have to do it. We know we have to do it. And that's why, you know, if you don't post for a couple of days, I start to get a little shaky and go, oh, I'm, you know, but anyway. <laughs> now, that's um, the content strategy. I'm actually curious because I talk to a lot of people and, and I'm finding um, as a whole, uh, both yeah. industries, um, I think your industry, even more so than the automotive industry, is that we're actually pretty good about making content. Yeah, I'm thinking about those 1500 agents that you have, you know, on your board in your area. Um, I would say probably a good chunk of them are creating some type of content, right? Um, The one thing I see consistent both in automotive and in real estate is this monster lack of actually being social and social media. I think I posted about that the other day. Um, How are you being social right now on in your social efforts? Uh, I, I try to engage a lot, Jason, uh, okay. engage, which, uh, you know, small things like, um, always responding to a testimonial or a, a like, or, uh, 
you know, uh, high five on my posts, uh, engaging back to people that are taking the time to do it, whether it's really sincere or it's just uh, they want to follow. I, I truly, I, I, I try to engage back. Any shares on Facebook for my posts, uh, it's thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I literally make it a point to engage and thank them back every single time. So do you do a lot of private engagement? Do you like a lot of, a lot of direct message, a lot of DMs? Is that, where, is that where majority of your engagement's happening? I say 50-50. Again, I, 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 I do, but I always make sure that public, like it's, it's out there on my public posts, making sure that I'm saying thank you. Uh, and again, the odd time, sure, I'll, I'll do a DM or something like that. But I really, more it's more public, to be honest. See, I always find that interesting. It's just like, um, look, and I actually struggle with it too, right? In a world of creating content and well, you know me, I create a crap load of content. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm constantly pushing myself and having to remind myself that, yeah. you know, am I, am I leveled out? You know, for the yeah. amount of content that I create, do I engage enough? You know, mm -hmm. and um, it was a big push for us probably in the last six months mm -hmm. where I was like, as a team, I'm like, look, I, I love the amount of content we're putting out there. Um, but I need us to engage higher. So it's like how we're going to do it, right? And a lot of it had to come down on me and my shoulders. So I had sure. to work with the team, you know, to ensure that they were crafting me out actual time. Just before we got on this, this uh, video, I was looking uh, for specific hashtags that I like to follow, you know, hashtag yeah. automotive, hashtag automotive life, hashtag automotive industry, hashtag automotive marketing. Like there's just a handful of them, but it was like, I'm actively pursuing those. And, you know, engaging with those people that are having those exact same conversations, right? Sure. And, you know, not trying to just um, dump my name and I'm like, oh, look at me, look what I can do. Like I had a couple of people the other day actually try to hijack my post, which I always crack, it cracks me up. I never delete wow. it, by the way. I never delete wow. it. Unless someone tries to hijack my post, I'll just, I'll, 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 I'm pretty open. I'm pretty straight. I'm pretty blunt. But, <laughs> wow. um, but, but I'm finding that we, we're, doing a, we're doing a good job of creating content but it's like we have to make sure that we uh, engage. And I find the key to engagement is, crap, is creating that routine. It's like going to the gym. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, I know a lot of people will do it at night just before they go to bed. Yeah. You know, so they'll take that 35, 45 minutes and they'll just go on there and they'll actually you know, check and see. And I'm thinking for people that are in real estate right now, uh, for me, I just, I just use some automotive hashtag examples, but Hey, um, well, you're in the Niagara region. So you have like tons of stuff you go. I mean, you have all the wineries, you have the yeah. falls, you have, you know, St. Catharines has got some great places. Like there's, yeah. there, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on socially in your area in the first place that you can easily jump into and start being a part of those conversations. For sure. For sure. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's uh, you know, in a great area for it, a great area for creating content too. And it's, it's become, you know, it's a destination. There's a lot of people moving from, you know, out of town into the Niagara area. So um, my goal again is try to be a gateway where you're going to find me and I'm going to be the guy that's going to help you locally since I'm born and raised in the area. I know it well. Um, so yeah, no, you're hundred well, percent. I think that's key too. Right. And I'm thinking yeah. this goes for car, the car salesman as well is that um, you know it well. Right. I so there, there's I there's yeah. so much value in what you know. Yes. You know, I would push you to put a lot more of that out there. Right. Like I yeah, love your I document. I love the videos you're doing right now. Yeah. You know, it's just I think there's probably a lot of what's going on up there that I just don't know about. Sure. Yeah. No. You're you're right. I've actually talked to my video guy about um, some of that being the you know go to Niagara. Keep pushing that agenda. 
Uh, so it's been, it's a thought. It's just uh, working on it, you know, as we You know speak, what? You and know. you are, so, you're in an area that is like so social worthy that it's like, I remember we did uh, Ravine Winery. You, you yeah. been there? Been there Great spot. Time. Great Love spot, yep. right? Um, we were on the highway. Uh, there was an accident and we were supposed to be meeting some dealerships uh, down in uh, Niagara uh, Falls area, and like, we weren't moving anywhere. So I was with, I was with a friend at the time, uh, John Resurrection, actually. Uh, he was up here uh, from the U.S. visiting, and we just said, ah, what the heck, we'll pull off, and we'll stop at one of the wineries and grab a drink real quick before we hit the highway again. <laughs> yeah. So we walk into Ravine Winery, and it's like, hey, uh, we were just shooting a podcast in the car. We'd like to finish it. Is it okay if we just finish it you know, over here, kind of in the corner, out of the way, right? And sure enough, I love I loved this. They were like, absolutely. In fact, the owner's here. I'm sure he would love to be a part of the conversation as well. We'll yeah. go get him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. are you bloody kidding me? That's all yeah. it took. It literally, yeah. like we showed up with a camera and it was just like, he came out it shared this amazing story of his family and how they started it. And they were just opening up. I think they have a little meat shop, like a little grocery store right next to it now or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. All farm fed. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Like artists and cheeses and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, and he was just opening that. It was amazing to talk to him and learn to that experience. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was thinking for, for you and for yourself, man, there is just so many of those little, I know bits of you're, stories you're, in yeah. your local area that it's like, I would have, it was total serendipity that we had to drive off the highway. And I was like, I actually took a wrong turn and I meant well, to go right. And I'm like, good wrong turn, like, Jason. It was a best, <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great wrong turn, you know? Yeah. Um, in fact, there you go. That's what your video should be called. It should be the wrong turn with Andrew. Hey, um, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> but it's, you become that source and, that, and that's where yeah. we're kind of coming back to. And I'm thinking, you know, car people can do this exact same thing, right? Yeah. You know, I always kind of make this ongoing joke that if you're, if whenever I go into a new area, a town I've never been to, and I want to find like the best pizza or burgers, I don't go online. I just call the local car dealership. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody like at the dealership, you know this when working at the dealership. A hundred percent. What was your go-to place when you were at the dealership? What was the oh. go-to restaurant? Well, we were, uh, we were right beside a Kelsey's, uh, and a Montana. So, I mean, it was uh, walk out my side door, lock up, and then, uh, <laughs> literally, literally, <laughs> literally walk in the front door of Kelsey's. Right. So yeah, I spent a few, a few, few days there. You probably ate your way through the menu a couple of times, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I think it's, it's what we know. All right. Yeah. And it is our passion to what we do that makes us unique. And it's just how we capture that and how we put that out there. Um, sure. I'm curious about your content routine uh, yeah. because I, I go back to this and a lot of people are listening. They go, okay, I agree with this. I agree with this, but how do I get started? And I mm -hmm. tell everyone how you get started is you get started by creating a routine. That's yeah. look, how do you, how do you lose 20 pounds? You know, just cause you got the gym membership, you know, you, you can have the camera, but that doesn't actually mean you're going to yeah. create content. What is your yeah. content routine look like for you? So it's, it's, uh, it's a, a decent routine. I could, I would say it's like a, like a diet. I mean, it's the same thing. It could always be better. <laughs> um, but I always try to, you know, testimonial Tuesday, you know, putting a testimonial once a week. Um, oh, I like that. That's good. Know, yeah. So you creating those consistent, yeah. Consistent, consistent posts like that. Um, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, making sure that I'm putting a couple photos of my listing out, um, you know, every week, uh, a different photo, of course, uh, with a different caption. 
recent solds, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm putting up a sold. If, if, if I have a sold, you know what I mean? Making yeah. sure that that's going up once a week. Um, you know, and I try to mix a little bit of personal, of course, with my, uh, with my business. I'm curious uh, about that because I, everyone yeah. has always asked me that. I don't know how long you've been following my content, but I don't do it. Um, and, and I've been asked, I've been asked that question a few times now. I don't necessarily have a good answer. So I'm curious what your take is on combining kind of yeah. personal and professional life into one social, you know, one social uh, strategy. So I pick and choose obviously my platform. So obviously LinkedIn is strictly business for the most part. I mean, it's, it's keep it contextual. Okay. Absolutely. So strictly business on LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, and Facebook, I, I, I do a little bit mix. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I'm out at a, at a charity event with some fellow people of my industry, putting a photo of me, you know, with a group with a beer in my hand, you know what I mean? That's me. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of networking stuff. Um, if I'm out, you know, on the links with, uh, with three buddies, you know, obviously an appropriate photo is showing, Hey, he, he golfs, <laughs> he enjoys himself. Um, it will always be thought about. It's never anything that's going to get me in trouble. It's always just, it really is, is that's Andrew enjoys playing sports. He enjoys, you know, a little bit of travel, going to sports games. You'll see that on my Instagram feed. Um, that's me. So that I just, again, I, a little bit of a mix, the ratio I would say if you look at it up, I'm probably about 25, 30% personal on there and the rest is business. On your Instagram. Yeah, on my so Instagram. Are those the two networks that you're playing? I'm also curious by that too. I'm, I'm so Instagram, two- Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter, which Twitter is really on autopilot. I've got it linked. So I don't, actively go on to Twitter. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I used to, but I don't now. I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm the same. Like I, I put yeah. it out there and the, and the reason for that, and I know people are listening right now and going, Oh, well, he's not actively on it. You know yeah. what though? I don't really, I'm not going to be everywhere at all times. You know, no, I got no problem with that. Like everybody knows that if they really want to get a hold of me, all right, they will LinkedIn message me and I will respond within minutes. Okay. Um, Actually, most people now know not even to call me. The LinkedIn message me before they call yeah. me because I spend so much time there, right? But yeah. I, I do understand that, you know, some of my audience, it's probably the same for you as well, is on Twitter. And I don't yeah. want to not be there. I, you, yeah. I mean, I think the expectation is you're probably not going to get a whole lot of engagement from me. No. But I'm, I want to respect the fact that that's the network you've chosen. So yes. I will put the effort into being there, right? Yes. Yes, I also do, uh, and this is this is one that not a lot of people are focusing enough on, in my opinion, is the Google Business Platform. Um, oh, okay. That that that's that's huge. I mean, I feel it's huge. It's huge for me, and mine's like up to date. It's polished. All my reviews are on there, and it's my gateway um, of that's my storefront. That you know, that, I there met, you go. That's exactly what it is, right? right? That's my storefront, Jason. Whereas before, when I used to be in the dealership, I mean, my storefront was my physical storefront. Well, you know, leading into that and a, co- a couple of my comments on some of your posts and how we, I think, you know, engaged with each other was talking about, you know, salespeople in the, in the automotive world and being, you know, standing there waiting for business or waiting for people to come to the front door where, you know, me, my front door is, is the Google business profile or online, uh, my website, that's my storefront. And it, there's a difference. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. So I put a ton of focus on, on that. Because Google likes it, and uh, you'll see if you were to Google my name, it's it's there and it's polished, it's good, um, you know. So that's that's my main focus this year. In fact, actually, that's pretty good. In fact, you, now since we're talking about this, I'm actually thinking about it myself. I should yeah. probably get on ours even a little better than um, they're looking at me right now. Going. <laughs> 
they're like, did you just give us more work? I'm like, uh-huh. Um, they opened up a can but, of worms but no, there. But, but no, that's true though. I mean, uh, Google My Business, the, the whole business portal for Google has yeah. evolved so much over Huge. time. And it's so hilarious because I focus so much, I spend so much time on it for our clients. And then of course, I never really think about it for myself. So, yeah. um, but, but, but good point though. I mean, I, I think right now as a sales professional, right? We should talk a little bit about that because yeah. the word professional is, little loose lately um, yeah. uh, but but it, you can't just live on what's coming in I mean I'm sure your brokerage that you're working for will provide you some leads but that's not gonna be enough and it's the same as the dealership dealerships gonna provide you some opportunities but it's never gonna be enough we yeah. have to commit to creating those opportunities for ourselves and I think that is one of the biggest differences between a sales person yeah. and a sales professional I'm curious what your thoughts on that is. 100%. Listen, I always used to say, you know, there's, there's in, in our world, we're always going to, we're always going to have managers. We're always going to have salespeople. We're always going to have janitors. I mean, that's just the reality. Um, it's like professional sports, you know, the top professionals are professionals for a reason. Um, so that's really, truly the way I look at it. We're not going to take a salesperson who, you know, really doesn't have the ability to be anything, you know, be a superstar. Don't try to push them to be that. Um, but, uh, it's true. A lot of, there's a lot of complacency in the industry in both of our industries. And, uh, it, it drives me absolutely nuts. And one of the big things when I talk to, uh, you know, colleagues who I used to work with, who I, who I'm doing a lot of business with now in real estate, ironically, um, uh, but thing, something I used to harp on was that, you know, you, or, or that I'm harping on now, I should say, sorry, is that when I left the dealership, I didn't do real estate, uh, while I was finishing my career in automotive, there was no crossover. It was, I'm pulling the plug one day and I'm starting in real estate the next day. And the, the big thing that I can remember was, you know, the Monday morning starting out at home in my home office going, how am I going to do this? There's no storefront. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm banging my head against the wall going like, I, I'm, I'm scared, you know, but tenacity, hard work, determination. I just literally put my foot to the gas and just did everything I could to get over that. And now when I see colleagues that are salespeople and sales managers, I always remind them, guys, don't ever take for granted that big sign that you got out front here that probably yeah. costs 50 grand for the dealership to put up. <laughs> Do <Easy>. not <laughs> take it for granted because I'll tell you something, um, it's, it's important. And, and then if you take that to the next level, you know, just the fact of people walking in your door I mean, that in general, I wish I had that now, but I don't. <laughs> I know we, coming we'd up. always complain about how there wasn't enough. And now that you don't have, you're like, crap, I'd kill Jason, for it. <laughs> man, I'll tell you something. Never, and I remind these, you know, don't take it for granted, guys. And when you do get it, work it, work it, work it. Do, you know, just don't take it for granted. So um, that's, that's my message to a lot of the salespeople that are in the automotive business now or work in a brick and mortar uh, you know, type industry. Don't take it for advantage. Prospect your face off. <laughs> right. Man, I'll tell you, it'll take you to the next level. It'll take a salesperson that does, you know, 80 cars a year to 150. If you really 
prospect, prospect, work your database. And I know everybody it's a routine hears it. though. I know everybody hears it, but you know what it is? It's yeah. routine, right? Um, yeah. I, uh, I was on a phone call earlier today uh, with, a, with another salesperson and I love when people reach out to me. I think people are sometimes surprised when they reach out to me. I'm like, uh, call me right now. And I'm like on yeah. the phone with them in minutes. Um, I'm very, I, I love my, I'm very available. <laughs> I make myself very available to people. So I got a, uh, on the call with a young salesperson really struggling, right? You know, one month selling five cars, next month selling 12, then down to seven, and then now it's just up and down, up and down, up and down all over the place, right? Sure. It's just the consistency of efforts. That yeah. is also another, uh, I, I find a pattern with sales professionals is that they're consistent in their efforts. Now, um, always prospecting. I don't know, I used to do this when I was, when I first started in the business. I don't know if people still do this or not, but um, I kept business cards with me and on the back of them, I was always looking for trades. I knew that there were certain cars or certain trucks that if I can bring it on trade, like I could flip that truck, I can make some good money off that truck, right? You know, it was always like a certain package or a certain trim level or a certain year or whatever it was, right? So, and, and I remember early on, you know, my wife always hated this when we'd be out because I'd have business cards in my pocket. If I ever saw a car, I'd walk right up to the car in the parking lot and I'd stick my business card in there, a little handwritten note in the back saying that, hey, Amazing. I have somebody that will buy your car, right? If you're interested, you call me, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, but that was, it was a routine for me. I always kept them in my pocket, it, no matter where I went. You know, if I saw a, a 2002, you know, uh, GMC Yukon drive by, I'm like, I'm going to chase it down and stick a card in the window. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic, man. It's like my industry, we buy houses. I mean, there, it's, it's somewhat similar. Uh, I know sometimes people think it's a bait and switch, but no, the reality of it is, I mean, if you get a phone call or an email or text message from it, that's prospecting. Yeah. That's prospecting, man. Prospecting, Whether something right? comes of it or not. I mean, you know what? Uh, they're reaching out for a reason and, 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 and maybe something will form. I mean, I, any, any sniff. It's, it's anything, right? Now, I, I remember a real estate agent doing this, and I don't know if they still do it or not. You can help me tell me if they don't, if they do or not. Um, uh, when, you sold, when you sell a house in a neighborhood, all right, yeah. you send out a mailer to all the other uh, neighbors in there saying, um, hey, I just sold the Smith's house. We got great money for it. You know, if, if, if you're interested or like to have a conversation, I'd love to have yes. an opportunity to chat with you. That's still something that happens today, still, right? We call, we call it farming. Farming. Uh, okay. Geo farming. Um, there we go. Yeah. I, I don't understand why as, as, as a car dealership, we can do the exact same thing. Oh, right. I, I just know that Mr. Smith just bought a brand new, you know, 2020 Ram 1500 limited edition from me. All right. I know his address. All right. Could I not send like, is that, I don't know. Is that against just because there's a mail be drop. It's not personalized. So I'm trying to think that's not castle. So that's, that's, that's not, it's would, just a drop, right? Yeah. You know what? I, you're absolutely 110% right. You think of this. We as agents, we have to go, uh, we, we try to prospect home, homeowners. Yep. Well, obviously there's a lot of homes here, but if you think about every home probably has two cars on average in their driveway. Yep. Multiply, you know, a million homes. And, you know, I'm just using that number loosely, but multiply that. And really it's never been thought about from that angle. Why couldn't you do a mailer? You know, if you're a salesperson uh, and you want to spend $500 and do a mailer to $15,000 home or 15,000 homes, why not? Why, why not? Hey, are you willing to trade your car? We're accepting trades. If you get one call out of it. I mean, so I agree. I think that is it. Again, it's just a creative approach. It's something different. It works. I, and I think it was creative. I think is the key here. We have to think outside the box. We've got to be creative. Um, I'm curious because you've had all these connections in the automotive space. Has anybody reached out to you to actually try to collaborate together? 
Um, a little bit. Yes. Yes. Uh, a little bit. What's the stat? I know there's a stat. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think the something like over 50% of people um, within the first six months of owning a new home will also buy a new car. Has anybody yeah. reached out to you trying to you know, work with you on this? Not, no, I, w- I would say not. I mean, obviously I still have people pick my brain on some marketing ideas I have or, or whatever, but I mean, no, nothing, no, nothing concrete like that, which again, got my wheels spinning. <laughs> right. Well, idea. I mean, think about it. I mean, actually, I haven't seen referral fees for you here, brother. Um, you know how this works, right? It's like, hey, wait a second. It's, well, it makes sense, right? I move into yeah. a new house, all right? But I'm still driving my seven-year-old whatever SUV. It's like, I got a new house. Uh, let's get the new SUV that matches the new house. Like, it totally makes sense to me. And in fact, actually, I remember one of the biggest fleet deals I ever did, brokered myself, was actually to a home builder. I convinced the home builder from a marketing perspective that he could sell a home and include a brand new Dodge Grand Caravan in the purchase of the house. And he's like, sure. I can do that. I'm like, absolutely. We can do that. Why not? I had no yeah. idea it or not. I just, I was like, yeah, sure. We can do that. <laughs> you know, but Hey, he built 72 houses. We did 68 car deals from him. No you kidding. Know? Isn't that well, cool? Wow. Well, I mean, look, it was $20,000 purchase. Yeah. All right. Rolled into your mortgage. Sure. Dude, it was pennies. Sure. Like it yeah. was legitimately pennies or dollars, yeah. but it was, it was, it was dollars on, on the payment. Right. And people got a brand new house and a brand new minivan and it was a great campaign. And I don't know. I just, I'm just now, I don't think of anybody I know that actually pursues stuff like this. Never, never seen, never seen it. Uh, so again, that's uh, you got my wheels spinning. That's a great idea. That's cool. <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's all about being creative in your prospecting efforts. And like we were saying earlier, a routine, you got to craft out that routine, you know, set aside, set aside that, that hour a day that you're going to focus and you're going to have to self uh, self prospect for your own opportunities because the dealership's not going to necessarily do it for you. It's no different than a brokerage. They will provide you some opportunities, but you need to create your own. Um, Andrew, I know that's our time today, uh, but thank you so much for jamming with me today. This was no a lot of fun for everybody that's listening or watching right now and would love to connect with you. And uh, maybe they got a house to sell um, <laughs> or buy. Um, what's, what's the best way to connect with you, Andrew? I'm on social, Facebook, Instagram, at Andrew K. Realtor, all lowercase, no spaces, no dashes. You can find me there, at Andrew K. Realtor. So Facebook and Insta, uh, and then from there, you can, you can see my LinkedIn and Twitter and all that fun stuff. So. Awesome. Hey, thanks again, Andrew, for jamming with me. This was so much fun. Jason, I appreciate the opportunity, man. You have a great day. You too. Cool. Thanks.